Welcome back to Curious Comedy, a podcast made to inform and entertain, to enjoy and wreck your brain. Oh, and her name? I'm Tom. I'm Jala. And without further ado, let's get into it. Jala, what do we got today? I got a passion for fashion. Okay. It's time to teach me a lesson. Wow. When I look in your eyes, I see another dimension. Mm. <laughs> Red my butt cheeks and... Right, the attraction. I think we are done with this. I see already the extraction. Mm, I just wanted some action. Mm. I see this passion. Know that I'm everlasting. (laughs) Could you imagine? Mm, I got some traction. Shit. No, you're right. Okay. (laughs) No, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I could... uh, No, no, no. It was a near rhyme. Okay. Welcome back. So this week we're going to talk about a passion for fashion. So my first question for you, because mm. when I, people can't see you, right? But I can. And then I see, a, let's say, a fashionable God, uh, the reincarnation of, right? I just don't want to, right? Mm. Exaggerate, but uh, mm. that is just my humble opinion. Mm. So my first question for you would be, uh, do you value fashion? And if so, what is your price? Well, as a, as a god of fashion, uh, not invaluable. my words, invaluable god of fashion with humble opinions. Um, do I value fashion? Uh, for myself, not so much, to be honest. I don't mind looking like a hobo half the time, especially if I'm just in my house and doing nothing. Uh, if I go out, I like to look at least semi-presentable. And I do take a bit of pride in dressing up a little bit for work as it feels nice to be a teacher um, wearing yeah, respectable attire. And it's not like uh, I always wear a suit or super fancy clothing, but I want to look presentable and set a good example for, for the kids and the students as well. It's like, um, if this is how you dress, this is also kind of the authority and the, the respect that you get just from the outside. Of course, it's also your posture and how you act in, uh, and the way that you compose yourself that's all a big part of it but the clothing plays a part in that so at at those times i like to dress up a little bit and for example if i go out to a party or something i won't be dressed in sweatpants and a hoodie although when i'm just doing my thing outside going to the grocery store i will most likely be in a hoodie and sweatpants because it it doesn't matter too much to me and the only time that i do actively buy fashionable fashion items clothing items or or things of that nature is jewelry a little bit but nothing too expensive because i don't want to buy jewelry for the price because that's stupid or for the brand name i don't care about that uh for me at least eh? um and then i i like to get some things that are of decent quality and then i'll just look at the best price to quality comparison for me Uh, and sometimes i like to support certain creators content creators or brands that i really respect uh for example, I have my favorite artist. I will buy some of his merch because I really like him and it's a nice way to support him while also being able to represent his supply and sharing his message. So that is what I really like to do and that is what I think is dope. But you will never see me wearing Gucci or Balenciaga, even if I had a million dollars. Yeah, no, <laughs> not even that. How about you? Do you value fashion? Listen, I'm a fashion, I have a fashion god. I mean, I just... Uh... 
put some respect. A humble fashion. Yes, though. yes, yes. I ju just put some respect on your name, right? But that doesn't mean that I can't uh, have my own uh, mm -hmm. part of the cake. Of course, of course. I think you're fully dripped out here, so you might yes. have taken offense to what I said. No, 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 I didn't, I didn't. Like, the fashion protects me, right? Mm -hmm. So, no, no, all jokes aside. You have a bulletproof suit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, no, I, I really do not care about uh, the brands. I must say that uh, the, the more I acknowledge the brand, the less I give about it. Um, but uh, that's maybe also a subject that we, uh, that we will touch upon mm. later on. Uh, that we'll touch later on. But um, it's just that uh, I really like the, um, the quality of things. And mm. I do think, but that, is maybe more, that was maybe more true in, in, uh, like in history, I want to say. But let's mm. say, all right, then maybe 20, 30 years ago, that when you some when you bought really something that was seen as a luxurious brand or mm. something that you, of course, still paid for the, for the brand, for the image, for the marketing, right? But you also paid for the quality. And I have a feeling that that has just deteriorated almost, right? So that now, like where there was maybe somewhere a balance, let's say between quality and branding, you would say 50-50, mm. that now it's like 90% branding and like 10% quality right marketing so, you mean yeah so so, so you have the quality and you have the marketing yeah, and the yeah, branding yeah, yeah. and just that now it's like 90 percent marketing and 10 yeah, percent the quality yeah, yeah, yeah no i hear you and so thanks for uh, if i made a mistake um like as a fashion god that's now you would think you got all the jargon and the lingo down yes 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 you would but it's just that i want to humble myself <laughs> i also want to um uh, like that you also feel valuable as a, as a non-fashion god, right? Oh, uh, oh, I thought that's that's yes. how you approached me at first. Yes, but that is how like fashionable people do this, right? They give mm. compliments in the hope that they receive more. It's it sounds way too accurate. <laughs> <laughs> this was okay. a joke. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, but now I feel almost sorry, but not really. Um, so no, no, you no. Got, you got you really embodied the spirit, huh? Yes, yes, yes. I thought method for, acting. Yes, no, like that is what actor school really taught me, right? That you have to embody the character you're playing. Mm. Uh, so yeah, then you can now imagine what character I'm playing. So so therefore, right, it works. Mm. So no, uh, to sum up, it's just that uh, I, I like the quality. Therefore, I would pay, or that's what I want to pay. But I do not think that are really that many brands that are expensive as well um, that um, really embody that or really have that. So no, I don't like fashion. Um, so, but I do have uh, a more elaborated opinion about it, but maybe to, uh, to start off, uh, maybe in, in let's bring some fashion into perspective. Do you think that uh, yeah, fashion has increased in popularity? In a sense that maybe more people feel an urge to follow the trend. And then on the other side, right? In the meantime, like are more scared of falling behind the trend. And if so, why or if not, well, why do you think so? Um, well, I think I got two, two thoughts that pop into my mind. When you yeah, asked. you can just have one. <laughs> I'm glad you choked on your water for that. Um, so, okay, first of all. I think that people, I think I've mentioned this before, but people really strive to be unique uh, right now. I think I see it around me, especially because I live in a big city, um, which makes it so that people will want to stand out from the crowd and will want to feel a feeling of self, of uniqueness, of being special. Uh, and it's quite hard to fade away in a sea of 
uh, millions of people, um, if not billions. So I think for that reason, fashion has really gone up and up and up. And I think, for example, I don't really look at it, but I saw I saw a video uh, recently of uh, the Met Gala. Uh, and I, I don't know if you've ever looked no, no, at I mean, uh, in the recent years, but it gets more ludicrous every year. Like, But people, maybe explain the concept because I maybe and other okay, people don't so, know it. I'm not sure how it works exactly, right? But I think the, the number one thing is there's celebrities that wear the most extravagant, luxurious, outrageous costumes, dresses, whatever, and then walk down the red carpet. And then they take like a gajillion pictures or people take pictures of them. Okay. Anyway, the stuff that it gets through there nowadays is ridiculous. People will wear an entire garden or like have a bed strapped to their back as part of the dress. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. You almost see like chickens on people. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 and stuff. You ah, could yeah, see yeah, like, yeah, yeah, an, yeah. like, yeah, I know. I saw yeah, one yeah. of them was basically an entire fashion or a wedding cake into a dress. And yeah, yeah. I think um, you would say that's almost carnival, right? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I think most people will still remember this. There was a year where I think Lady Gaga wore a dress completely made out of meat. That was also for I think oh, the Met Gala. Oh yeah, so yeah. That's like, I know that. That's the vibe that you uh, that you get. It was a long time ago, um, but yeah, people want to stand out more, and because there are so many fashion creators and it's such a, a competitive market, it keeps going up and up and up and up and more ridiculous and outrageous and. Uh, partially creative concepts but i would say at some part at some point that's been played out a little bit uh, too much but that's my humble opinion um so i think that is maybe a, a big reason that fashion is going up because yeah people want to keep up with the trend but i think it's impossible to do so because yeah if i saw somebody wearing a, like a met gala dress <laughs> on the street i could not contain my laugh anyway um the other point, uh, which I thought was interesting, yeah, are people uh, following the trend? Yeah, you have the trend of indeed wearing something more bright, outrageous, flamboyant, whatever you want to call it. On the other hand, it's following the luxury brands like uh, Gucci, Balenciaga. Um, the fact that I can't name more off the top of my head, I'm almost proud of, but yeah. you get the yeah, idea. I I'm too. <laughs> um, so you get the idea and you see people spending like half of their month's salary eating ramen noodles for the rest of their month if it means they can get like a Gucci bag or a Gucci belt. And that mindset, that frame of mind is like, it is raising their status, elevating their status, which makes sense if you consider that, if, especially for guys, if you if you consider the fact that higher status means you have are more competitive, uh, competitive in the market for uh, ladies' attention and because they look to status. Uh, so it's a symbol of uh, symbol of wealthiness and and able to get money. Well, it usually means that you're spending almost your entire money on really fancy clothes that don't really do much in practical use. Um, and I think the more people do that, the more other people are inclined to do it as well. Because if he has a Gucci bag, then I need to have a Gucci bag because otherwise he's ahead of me, or I need to have that fancy watch. But I think it's an endless chase, and you keep. Um, needing to have more and more and more and more to keep up or feel adequate. I think it's a big pitfall for a lot of people. Um, so I'm happy I never succumbed to that urge, I guess. Yeah, so that and that, then that same explanation would also uh, explain why um, people are so scared of falling behind then. 
Yeah, because if you have, if you then don't follow it, mm. which should then maybe in some weird, uh, which I agree with, right? But it's mm. in people's head, right? In in their imaginary world, and indeed mm. are uh, related in some sense to status, which I agree is not the case because the more status you have, you probably are aware of the fact that you're wasting your money and so you will not do it and mm. it's just that when you have indeed so much money that you don't know what to spend it on yeah then you do it and yeah. it's there that's of course where it started mm. and then other people want to be the guy and exactly. think okay if i can identify with that i i wear that and then in the end there are the poor people buying the most Expensive. stupid things and then because it brings you no value right uh, no exactly and the second you buy it it goes down in value significantly <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 no you're right okay and uh, okay in your opinion what makes fashion fashionable um, except from being such a cutie as you are, right? Because that is, you can't buy that. Well, a god was was just next to Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. You played with my feelings a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and someone is like punishing me for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said cap. Yeah, uh, no cap. No cap. Okay, anyway, so what makes fashion fashionable? I am not one that is able to answer this question sufficiently, but... No, in your opinion. Yeah, exactly. So I will. Um, I think what... Yeah, there's two things. You have one is is uh, like luxury brands in general, right? Um, I think just because they got a high status and a lot of people wear them, that makes uh, that makes it fashion. But I, I, I wouldn't call that fashion myself. Um, on the other hand, I think it's when people are able to creatively uh, constrict or uh, sorry, construe something that is that can almost look beautiful. And the sense of something that is beautiful is, yeah, of course, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But a lot of people can agree on something that they think is beautiful. Uh, and the thing is with certain dresses for example i saw a video uh, i think today of a guy that had a carpet and it was a carpet with a lot of different colors and he decided to cut it up and turn it into a jacket and it looks really cool because it's it's creative it's making something new out of something old for example we have beautiful old patterns going back hundreds of years of, of certain um yeah certain fabrics that have basically been lost being able to turn it into something new or just finding a creative way to to make something out of that i think that is really true fashion that is yeah that is really creative finding and being able to do something new with it um or being able to create your own design or something that you want to do yourself and um yeah having a new idea being able to put that on the market and showing showing something that is ha hasn't been done before i think that is what fashion should be something that hasn't been done before and which is yeah, almost beautiful or you're proud to wear it, right? Either yeah. one of those two. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that, would, that is what my definition would be. Okay, nice. Now I would, I must say that I have uh, not much to add to that because I think uh, uh, my definition would be really close to that indeed, especially the point that you, make, that you made about that it um, is unique in some sort of sense and mm. that it is even more valuable if you can do that out of yeah, if you, that is already, if you can be unique um, and like the, the more we advance in, in making uh, like as a society in which mm -hmm. there is like, uh, let's say not war <laughs> mm -hmm. so that you can make things right and, mm -hmm. thing, and things are not destroyed, then, um, then um, 
the pool of things that are already made will increase, right? Mm. And so it becomes increasingly harder to make something unique. So being able yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that... The market then, is super saturated. Yeah, so the, the, then it becomes more valuable if you can do that. Yeah, so, no, so. exactly, exactly. And especially with those pattern, patterns that you maybe already know, but you can use it in, or maybe hate and mm. then use it in some sort of sense that it looks cool. Exactly. Or the most banal things, right? That you think, okay, this is... How can you make something special with this because mm. it's so boring yeah? yeah and if you can do that that is also in my opinion really yeah. it's like art right fashion should be really closely related to art i agree with that i agree especially if you yeah if you want to call it fashion or fashion what should be closely related to art and i think for example most people would not wear want to wear something completely neon green right because that's just a fashion no-no that's like too much standing out. But if you manage to make something that has part neon green and then make it look good, now that is talent. And then you make people want to wear the neon green. That is, then yeah. you then you know, oh, okay, I did something really cool yeah, here. You right? accomplished something. Exactly. Yeah. That, like, that is kind of the, the, the mindset that I have with it. Okay, now maybe as a follow-up to that, do you think that following the trend is better than leading the trend? Hmm... And maybe this question is phrased as that you should agree or not, but let's let's maybe uh, rephrase it as um, you can follow the trend, right? Mm -hmm. Which means that there is being told that new green, as you, for, let's take your example, is the new trend. And so you follow it and you buy it now. Mm. You wouldn't do it when, like last week, when it wasn't, uh, mm. when someone on the catwalk wasn't wearing it. Now, because someone is wearing it on the catwalk, and it is a brand that you like, you will buy it. In other words, you're following the trends. Or you just say, listen, I think this is cool. I don't care what the fashion, let's say vibe, quote, whatever this mm. is. And I just think this is cool. So I will rock it. Yeah. And then you are maybe leading the trend that you can say, yeah, then you're also falling behind. But if you fall too far behind, you're already leading it because fashion comes in, right? You first had mm. white, let's say white... Um, trousers then you got skinny trousers now you got white trousers again mm. and uh, same goes for patterns same goes for colors right yeah, 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 yeah. well what is outdated at some point um, comes the fashion later i mean exactly. holes in your pants became fashion for a while and then right. paint paint marks on your pants yeah exactly right, right. indeed so um yeah for me the thing is what would you prefer let's uh, or yeah if i if i prefer then i just like A or B, I say uh, B, it's better to lead the trend. But I won't, I like personally, and this is not a critique to anybody that does, I don't like following the trends at all because it makes me feel like I'm doing something that isn't me. Yeah. Even like, okay, if the trend is something that I would wear myself and because it's, it's trending, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of it, then sure, I might buy it, I might buy it, I might wear it, I might really like it. But I will never buy something just because it is the trend. But I will also, yeah, and I will just wear what I feel comfortable in and what I like to wear and what I think is cool. That is what that is just what I like to do. No judgment to anybody else who does any different. If that means that I am wearing something and find my own style in a way that I really, yeah, really fuck with, that I think, oh, this is super nice. I really like the way this looks. This could be my thing. And other people start doing that. Then great, like I have no pro problems. That's one of the biggest compliments you can give me, right? Is uh, is mimicry. Um, so in that sense, then I would be leading the trend. But I'm not a fashionista by any means, so I doubt that that will happen anytime soon. Um, 
but yeah, like I said, if I have to choose, then that is the it's it's going to be the latter. Yeah. Okay, I like the reasoning. Okay, maybe uh, as uh, as a fun fact, as a sort of an intermezzo, right? You can say. <laughs> so uh, uh, L uh, LVMH, so it's like the mother company uh, of Louis Vuitton, but also uh, Mohed and Hennessy, which is just all. Yeah, the first one is of course a luxur- luxurious Hennessy fa- fashion brand. Hennessy is. So Mohet and Hennessy are just alcoholic drinks, where mm. uh, Mohet is a um, sort of champagne, mm. uh, and Hennessy is uh, Hennessy's liquor. Right? right, I think it's a type of whiskey, technically. Yeah, I think so, right? But it's almost it's a brand on its own, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so, sure. uh, so that's just, and they also are like the mother company of Balenciaga, for example. Mm. They also, it's also, but they have like a lot of uh, big, let's say. Yeah, big brands under their umbrella. Mm. Uh, it's interesting that like very famous alcohol and Louis Vuitton are like part of the same group. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, and what what is interesting is just that it has passed last week uh, the the mark of a five hundred billion in valuation. Ooh. So it's publicly traded. So it's half a trillion uh, dollars worth. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. Um, and now the CEO of that company, his name is Arnaud Bernard, is, uh, well, no, I think, one of two, it doesn't matter, you can find him. It's like, he's the, of course, uh, the, the richest European guy and I think third or second uh, richest man in the world. Mm. He's competing with Bill Gates and, uh, and Elon Musk, right? Mm. And uh, what is maybe kind of interesting is to to maybe put this fashion into perspective. So because he's a CEO, he's also one of the early founders of the company. Also, yeah, really made, made made it big. So uh, all the, yeah, it started as a fashion company. They made it suitcases, Louis Vuitton, right? And in the past, it was really about the quality. It was all handmade with with special leather that when you bought a bag, then you could give it to your child. Hmm. Uh, and then a child could have like a bag from the grandmom and it would still be if you treated it well. But even if you didn't treat it well, but especially if you treated it well, then it, then it would be like still super high quality. Hmm. Uh, and even if you didn't treat it well, then it would still not be broken. Yeah, but that yeah. is quite amazing after 60, 70, 80 years of use, right? Yeah, yeah Because yeah, there yeah. are no products like that. Now, because of you could imagine the the, the, the profit that comes with not um, putting so many uh, or so yeah so much uh, so many precious uh, materials into that mm. and that you uh, make it cheaper by not using like handcraft but machinery mm. you could imagine that the price or at least the cost of making it would drop and you could still increase the price because it has to, like the marketing we just talked about and so then it ultimately end up with a lot more profit. So mm. therefore it's like a super, super uh, valuable company, right? And now what is interesting is that because it has still quite some shares, I think in the 25, 26% uh, ownership, um, that before the pandemic, uh, so let's say 2019, his personal wealth was around 100, 100 billion. Mm-hmm. And what happened is that uh, after the pandemic, so right now, 2022-2023, his personal wealth is uh, $200 billion plus. Mm. And what I find maybe interesting and maybe to, to, to talk a little bit with you about is to say, okay, and that... While this was this was happening, that in the meantime, like most people uh, are feeling increasing pressure from inflation, right? Mm. And so, so their purchasing power is deteriorating. And so, my question to you would be: Do you think that his wealth uh, should be re- uh, re- 
distributed or do you think that uh, his wealth is just the result of entrepreneurship uh, to, to play it in context this is not something I mean the, 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 the increase in his personal wealth is mm. just a two three four year time span but building the company that mm. LVMH is it has taken decades right yeah, 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 yeah. so do you think that it should be re redistributed or do you think that it is just a result of entrepreneurship and that it in, is in that sense sort of well deserved and so shouldn't be redistributed rest, because redistributed redistributed because uh, where does it stop right and you can, can say I have a sort of a start of a communism yeah 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 like uh Oh, you made a hundred billion. Well, that belongs to the people. We're going to take all your money. Yeah, right. So that you say, yeah, you can make as much money as you want, or, or really uh, the the fruits that you ripe is like, um, or that you ultimately get is is the result of entrepreneurship until a certain point, because mm -hmm. then we will get it from you. Yeah, then you could say, okay, but where is now the threshold is here. Uh, who's, who will say that the threshold will not be lowered in the future and so what is then the incentive to work and then you get like the dynamics of communism yeah. but just that that as a sort of a side note but how do you think of it and, and maybe it's not I, I, may, I may show you the case as a sort of you have to, you have to choose mm. between yes you uh, redistributed it or no you don't but there can also be like a middle way right what is no. your opinion about it okay so first of all I must say I'm really curious how he managed to double his personal wealth during the pandemic because who in the right mind would buy luxury products when they are barely making enough money. That is one thing. I'm just th find that as a curious statistic. And just to give you a really short answer because the company has doubled in value. Oh, okay. so, and that is because his, his, his wealth is yeah. mostly completely attached and related to the value of the company. Yeah, so, so, so LVMH has just doubled as a, as a company in value. No, I hear you, but I'm so curious what LVMH managed to accomplish that it was able to double its size during the pandemic. Yeah, that a lot of people bought luxury goods. So the only thing that, <laughs> except for food, that increased was a literally uh, fashion goods, fashionable, luxurious <laughs> products. Yes, because if I don't look good at my own house, what am I doing, right? Great way to spend your... Uh, I, I think I get it. It's all those people that had to uh, go into lockdown, had to stay at home, had to quarantine. What you're gonna do after a while? You're gonna online shop. Boom. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> okay. Now that that conspiracy theory is nicely seated in the back of your mind. Um, yeah. So what I think about him having to distribute as well. Well. Or not. Or not. And I think if you manage to be an incredibly successful entrepreneur, you should not be punished for it as a base rule. Right. Because I do not, do not want to incentivize... Um, making yourself a millionaire or multimillionaire or billionaire or whatever it is. If you work really hard for it, make smart moves, are an entrepreneur, great. I think uh, uh, it's really tough to do. And that 1% of people in the richest world is constantly shuffling. It's really hard to stay up there. It's competitive. It's the most competitive market in the world. So no, you should not just take his money and redistribute it. However, I think there's, especially in America, but I think all over the world, there's certain tax exemptions, loopholes, ways that you don't have to pay as many taxes or, or, or can avoid spending certain types of money and you can write it off as a deficit, etc. That is something that, that 
at least from my uh, viewpoint, is able to be changed in such a sense because you're able to kind of weasel and tunnel your money all the way through the system in, in which you never have to really pay towards the the country that is helping you achieve these record-breaking profits, right? And uh, you're taking a lot of money from a country um, and also giving back products, right? Nobody should buy a product technically if it's not worth the money they give for it. But um, it should also go back to the community and be able to be put back into the into the earth, as it were. And I think there is a really strong case to be made for um, where that money goes. I mean, you should have your luxuries if you worked hard for them. I think that's part of the deal. So you work your ass off, that means you get to sit on your nice yacht. I don't mind that. However, if that also means that the 100 million that you should be paying to the government that was going to be used in building better roads suddenly is now put into a painting, which means you don't have to pay the taxes because the painting lost value. Yeah, then we have a problem. Um, and they're complicated codes and I don't know enough about them to say how exactly it works, right? Um, but yeah, that is how I look at it. And so what then ultimately would be your answer? Like uh, if you would sum up, if I summarize it. Because I have, I've, hear, I've heard you right, but mm. for me it's not really clear. Uh, although I, st I understand the reasoning behind what you're saying, or maybe uh, my attention span is too short, but <laughs> what is the... So what 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 would be your solution so so that he could keep it because it's indeed like the effort of uh, the result mm -hmm. of, of of hard effort mm -hmm. just that or is it that um hey, you yeah you, you just talked about okay there are some laws and I agree with that right that makes it especially the, the richer you are the more access you have to resources mm -hmm. let's say uh, tax advisors let's say lawyers that will help you at least to simplify and explain what. Uh, some rules are that you could maybe use in your benefit. Mm. So I would say to make it try and make it more concrete. I think part of the money uh, that uh, I think first of all that there shouldn't be any tax exemptions unless they are yeah make a lot of sense right. I think that should be looked at so that you are not able to just withhold money. And I think part of the money that you have should go into ESG factors. Uh, but that system is not really up and running, so you can't really say it uh, right now because there is no comparison in the market. And I hope that it would take a natural market approach in where um, if ESG becomes popularized, then people will automatically gravitate to people with higher scores. And therefore, it is in a company's best interest to invest in those scores. But perhaps there could also be governmental policy that requires companies to do so. Yeah, I mean... Uh, of course, this is looking into the future, but that's how I would love to see it. Right? Yeah, great. No, and I think for me that that is the only thing I would add to that indeed. And I think uh, that is also the point you're trying to make at least. So that, that I, I disagree with the fact that um, the, the wealth that he has accumulated is just a result, just a result of, uh, of effort. Mm. Because I agree that that is, let's say, let's, let's take it to the extreme for a great part you can attribute that to his entrepreneurial spirit mm. and his vision, which then would say would, would make it fair that he has it, but there is at least 20%, I, I dare to say that, mm. that, and I think it's even more, if it's, uh, you can just have a debate about, is it more or less than 50%, but it should be around that, that that money that he has accumulated is, um, is driven and 
ultimately made by the people working for that company. Mm. And so what I want to see is, okay, if you can give me an overview and let me see how you have treated, let's see, your the people, if you, mm. how you have treated the environment you were operating. So you made that product not in a sort of a vacuum. You made that mm. with people. You did this on earth with some materials. Yeah, if you have put a lot of effort into making sure that you could re recycle things. Mm. If you have made sure that uh, all the pollution that you create, if it's like CO2 or, or water or whatever it is, that you um, reimbursed, mm. let's say, nonprofit organizations that are trying to recover that. Mm. If you have um, paid your um, people, your laborers more than your employees, more than, for example, the industry average, mm. yeah, and then you have accumulated it, yeah, then I would say it's well-deserved. Mm. Because you have not only accumulated wealth, but you have also made the world better off. Yeah, you've made a contribution. Yeah, and now it's just, okay, you have enriched yourself, but at what expense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. whose expense? Exactly. And now we are in this situation, now you have a lot of power, now there's concentration of wealth, in, and now it's just that we depend on the fact that we hope that you would do the good things, but what I mean, what record do you have already? If you are really trying to do good, then you would at least maybe say, "Hey, okay, um, I, I will do something on those factors." And the fact that you didn't do that, mm. what what good or what what let's say what good intentions does that show, or what does that say about how you will act in the future? Uh, and people that are saying, yeah, but you can maybe first accumulate a lot of wealth and then do good. I really believe in that. That's not the mm. problem. But uh, it's like uh, saying, yeah, I'm uh, just uh, robbing people to be super rich and then I'm going to help other people. Yeah, but you have robbed people. And even in the case that you are helping more people than you have robbed, it's still arguable. How... I mean, Robin Hood was kind of a folk hero. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. You don't see him as an idol? Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, no, but it's it's quite interesting because it plays on the same uh, idealism almost, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steal from the rich and give to the poor. Yeah, and I think I think for me that is also why this um, this is interesting. Yeah, I call it a fun fact, but maybe a better word would be to say an interesting fact because it is some sort of a dynamic that ultimately, in my opinion, would lead to a situation where. Um, where there will be some sort of societal friction, right? Where you will see that um, this sort of inequality will ultimately fuel uh, discontent. Mm. And discontent, I mean, let's talk about the, the, the man is a, is a, French, is a, is a Frenchman, uh, Frenchman. So, I mean, if we look at France right now, if we look at uh, in Paris, mm. I mean, if you just drive through Paris, you just have like uh, hundreds of, of almost ghetto cities just just yeah let's say i don't want to call it houses it's just like sleeping places where people build their yeah let's say their sort of house from 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 mm. like paper right yeah, 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 yeah and and yeah so i do think that this kind of uh, and that is just one part of it right you also have mm. a lot of people that are complaining about high cost about you can already see that you have a lot of yeah. protests so yeah, yeah, it is yeah. just that uh, and this is not only happening in france this is happening in a lot of countries and it's just that i think this sort these sorts of facts if you have enough of them and you will have that people have enough of it mm. and that is the 
point where the trouble becomes, and I think that we as human beings just in general um, are can be driven to a point and where we think that if the future or that's yeah if if the future looks desperate or people are desperate uh, doesn't really matter how you put it that people are just thinking okay if i cannot find the house if i cannot pay my food or or at least live in a decent way while i'll see that other people are living this 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 rich or this luxurious that you just will see that people will just uh destroy everything mm. And of course, that is not a smart decision because then ultimately you will have less. But if you really look at history, sometimes it will lead. I mean, it was the, the storming of the Bastille mm. that, that led to the front. Uh, that That's what we call the French Revolution. <laughs> mm. So it is the moment that people are saying, just, just <laughs> let them eat cake. <laughs> that will lead to a trigger that mm. people say, okay, but now we are done with it. Um, and... and, and, and yeah, right. It would be the same as Arno Bernau now would say. It sounds like stupid. Yeah, you let them EFK, but it's the same as Arno Bernau would just now say, okay, but all people that are just so mad at me stop buying the bags and buy some stock. And he's ultimately, he's right mm. in, in comparison to the woman saying let them EFK because they yeah. couldn't buy, but people will still get mad. And if that's fair or not, at, at a point, it doesn't really matter. And I think the, the rationale is then out of it and it will lead to a situation where just people will destroy everything that they have. And mm. you could imagine that if you would live like under the bridge in Paris for the last 15 years and there is not really some sort of a better future for you, mm. then of course you could say, yeah, but you chose to come here. Let And then I'm not talking about those people that, that really, uh, yeah, flew from war, right? But they're just thinking, okay, I want a better opportunity. Then I come in Paris. They say, okay, there, there's really no better future really here. And they stay there under the bridge. Then, of course, ultimately, I, at least that is my opinion, I think, yeah, you made the wrong decision, mm. right? I don't want to be harsh, but that is also part of life. I mean, you mm. can't expect that you just go to, an, to, to a place that you think would be better and then expect people to take care of you. Mm. I mean, if we would do that for any, everybody, then the society wouldn't work. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so there is, but on the other hand... Um, if you do not take care at least to a, a humane level or at least uh, find a solution for it and say, okay, you cannot stay under the bridge, you will go back. You will just let, let, let them leave there, not talk about it, maybe the illusion that it will get better mm. and it won't get better. Then not maybe after five, 15 years, but maybe after 20, 25 or 30 years, there will be a moment and will maybe the children of those parents will just say, okay, yeah, what do I have to lose? Mm. I will. I, I mean, I live under a bridge. I have no job. I will never get a house. I'm cold. Mm. If I would just throw a stone through that uh, window and just go inside, I mean, the police already arrested me fifty times. So it's not that. And like getting a criminal record or anything. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that would be hold me from getting a job because yeah. even if I had a clean slate, I wouldn't get a job. So. And at least in prison, you get a meal every day. Uh, right. Uh, also, yeah, that is. I mean, not that French prisons uh, are, are that uh, nice, but no, it, I, I'm sure they're not welcoming. But yeah, no, but but so I think for me that is uh, the interest, the interesting dynamic between. Mm. So I think, and that is why I also find it super important that yeah, sure you can accumulate a wealth, and I agree with you that there's not like some sort of a, a cap on that, but the only let's say cap or limit is just that you um as after a certain 
especially after a certain amount, but let's be honest, you should do it from the beginning. You shouldn't get rich in the first place if you haven't taken care of the environment, the people, mm. and the planet that you're operating in. Yeah, and, and, and I think just to have something to say against the, the idea, get rich first and then care about the environment later. If you build a company to maximally, uh, maximally make profits up to your company being worth 200 billion, which it's worth a lot more, sure, but just say 200 million, uh, I don't know if I said billion or million, doesn't matter, 200 million. We have a company, 200 million. And uh, you've just thought about only making profit, 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 and then suddenly from that point forward, you had to start looking into, let's call them ESG factors for now, uh, but environmentally mostly, your entire process is not optimized for that whatsoever. So you would basically almost have to start from scratch, find new ways to produce your materials, new ways to deal with waste, yeah. new new policies for your for your workers, etc., etc., etc. And if you build your company in a way that you're uh, thinking about those factors as you go along, perhaps maybe because you're forced to to a degree, and I'm not sure how wise that is, but I think it's at least a discussion that we need to have. Um, then you're also in never in a position where you can become rich and somebody say, hey, but did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do that? And then you can say, yes, I did. I did. And now what is your problem with me? And then if somebody that is in a position like Arnaud Bernard gets confronted, I will be at his side because I'm like, he has shown you what he has done. And there is where the transparency issue that we have come across before comes into play. If you are able to contribute to these factors, and be transparent about it, I will have nothing but respect for you. Yeah, because you have not enriched yourself, but also society. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think the idea that um, you making money means you have to take it from somebody else, it, it's true to a degree, but it's not completely true. And I think we need to move towards a place where that becomes less and less true. Yeah. And, and it will be if you take those things into account. It will be if you ta take these things into account instead of endlessly printing money. Yeah. Right. Which there also should be more regulations on yeah, as far as I'm concerned. I agree but, with everything. But like, let's not, not get into uh, that. No, okay. Not the last part, no. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, how would you say and what maybe is your take, your view on the future of fashion, right? So how will it develop and what, and then maybe, let's, let's, maybe you can answer it in two ways or maybe two questions. You can answer them separately or together, whatever you want. It's just, do you, so what do you think are new future trends? Mm. Maybe as one. And, and the next would be, okay, do you think that the importance of fashion will keep rising? Um, fashion trends, fashion trends. Well, if I'm to take the, the past as any indication, I think that it will get more and more outrageous to the, po <laughs> to the point where we see walking traffic cones. Um, mm. I'm not sure how realistic that is. I, I, I want to believe that, it's, that we will reach a point of absolute absurdity and revert back to normality. Minimalism. Oh, no, not necessarily, necessarily minimalism. Because that... I would like it. Everybody's just naked, right? If that is your idea, take on it, then I'm not so opposed to it. It's the extreme of minimalism. Free the nipple. Uh, exactly. No, but... I do. I would not want everywhere to everybody to wear gray and black checkered T-shirts and pants because that would be very boring very quickly, in my opinion. Uh, and I like the the variety of fashion that exists out there. However, I think 
Um, it is not, it's not like fashion has been played out. I think there's many more ways that, that it can evolve and stuff. But I think it will be more and more um, differentiation from what already exists and new alterations, new uh, come-ups. I think that, um, for example, accessories, that they are already big, but I think they will be more interwoven into clothing. Um, and I think there might be some, some interesting possibilities. But to be honest... I think for most people, you can be fashionable already. You can have almost any fashion style you want. It's just how much money do you have to spend on it and do you want to spend on it? Um, so yeah, I think, or at least I hope that, that it will just start to balance itself out in a sense where, where there's just going to be niches for almost everybody and it will become at least semi-affordable even if you have like the most outrageous thing where you need a thousand zippers on your jacket for it to look cool and I'm, I'm sure that's expensive to do but even that will not become something that you have to spend a thousand dollars on a jacket no. um, so that is what i would like to see it would just yeah there will their innovation will continue to increase while um, uh, supply will become more broadly available and demand for fashion will always increase unless we get high 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 quality clothing but we people like to get messy. <laughs> yeah, it would be sustainable if you do that. Yeah, it's true, but I'm not... Yeah, of course, I don't know enough uh, anything about the industry, but I don't know how sustainable it is to get to create high-quality clothing and um, how readily available it is. I'm sure that if you want to make really high-quality stuff uh, in mass production, yeah, I think that is what uh, Louis Vuitton tried, right? Yeah, but they just what what we're thinking if it goes, uh, if it goes uh, kaput earlier, then uh, then we can sell new things, right? It's the same with with with, with Apple and his i and their iPhones, right? Mm. And their products. It's also yeah, yeah, yeah. if you look at the durability of their products. I mean, I think for, I think what there's just one company now focused on making really good things with, and and that they constantly are trying to improve to make it last longer and that is for example a tesla mm. but that is just because not all other company uh, companies are so at that evil but it is just that <laughs> let's say um uh, if you have a volkswagen and, and, and they are having dealerships those dealerships earn money by repairing stuff mm. so they have no incentive to to, to say to volkswagen hey uh, this is something that uh, that is bad, you need to fix this because a lot of people are coming back to, to repair this. You would be mm. stupid, but that is because that is how you earn money. But Tesla, uh, Tesla on the other hand, has once sell it directly, the more repairs that it has, of course, it can ultimately make money, but it can even make more money just selling and, and, and let's advancing or uh, and putting capacity on making new and other products and sell mm. that. No. Uh, and therefore, they are making the car better and better and want all the data so they make it better. Mm. Uh, so that is a constant iteration but okay it's a tough question but i i, I want to hear your thoughts on it do you think there what do you think could be an uh, incentive to give people to have them or give companies to make more high quality products yeah ultimately i think also the, the awareness of the consumer is super important right mm. i mean we have a lot of power as consumers but what, what we let happen, I think, is that companies are just uh, doing what governments uh, ever did, and that it's just divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. So if you have, like, uh, 
let's say 90% of people hating Apple for making the product worse, then you have 10% of people fight, fight, willing to die to, to, to defend the argument that it's not truly the case because Apple is amazing. Yeah. And if you have a question why they don't know, but Apple is amazing, right? So it's just also the awareness and the fact that we, if we, we sometimes I think we should just be able um, to, if you could already reach 90%, it would be amazing because mm. normally I think you will be around 50, 60%. Mm. So if you could just establish some sort of a consensus that is around 75% or whatever it is, that you just say, okay, these are, these are just opinions that we, or principles that we think are fair and we should proceed with that. Mm. Yeah, then you, then, then you will, then you will proceed, right? Then you will improve so much faster. But now you know that, I mean, whatever it is that, the best thing to do when let's say um, uh, that let's say some imp an important area of some company is getting uh, that there's almost a threat that it is being disrupted in a negative way for the company that the company will do everything in its power to to just make the illusion that the the improvement that the government or people are trying to make is ultimately not beneficial mm. and and yeah you, you see that with a lot of things i think that is this is what we already talked about once i mean we should make a like a big episode about it but it's just this is the effect of lobbying right you mm. make rules and those rules are made by people that are I, I believe at least are truly yeah willing or fighting for the better cause mm. and just trying to improve the world i mean it would be very hard for you without uh, like a big financial incentive to to go to stand up and think every day again, okay, how can I make the lives of people even worse? I mean, then you would be truly evil, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah, I will yeah. think it costs so much more energy than trying to think, okay, how can I help other people? So, mm. uh, the, the, so legislation in general and everything that is made to laws, how, how much we, you may or may not like or dislike it, it really doesn't matter. Ultimately, it has been started as some sort of a, way to improve life and what will happen is just that if those rules are too strong uh, in a sense of that it will threat like uh, an important or profitable business opportunity of a company and company just has an incentive because mm. if the log passes then or uh, right then what will happen is just that they will lose x billions of dollars of amount and that is the problem when you become super big mm. if you are small then you just have x million amount of money but if you have x billions that is like that you can lose yeah then means that every amount less than that x billion <laughs> mm. is worth and then if you could imagine that that is that you make x billion a year then even paying that for, let's say three times for the next three years then you will lose but after those three years you will still make profit mm. yeah then you have x times three billion amount of dollar you're going to invest in like a whole yeah like like almost a uh, a lawyer, how you say it, um, yeah, I want to say not a warship, but that you you understand what I mean, right? It's, it's mm. for a reason that we call it, we call we sometimes call it the war chest. It's just when a company or government goes passes law that you don't like it, then you start a war, so you have mm. a war chest. Yeah. And this is happening with the tobacco industry. This has happened with with, ah, with big farmers. That's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go into a legal battle with government, so. 
to protect their assets as much as possible. Yeah, whatever. And, and they have a, such a big amount of money, and that is the yeah, problem. They can actually fight it. They can actually fight it, and that is why you see that that when even the European Union, which is just mm. like the government almost of five hundred million people that are paying taxes due to local governments, the local governments are financing the whole right system. That even Google can just fight for years. Mm. And, and and the same is true for just that is the problem with big tech. It's not like same with, with, with what we had in the financial crimes with big institutional banks. It's just that they don't have a lot, not only a lot of money, but also influence. Mm. But just big tech has even more money. And to an extent that they just they are really richer and can purchase more legal assets in that sense to really fight and win mm. and, and, and just make a settlement. And it will never happen. You can look it up. It will never happen that what the EU accuses a big tech company for, that exactly that they are... Um, Found guilty of? No. This will always be, okay, we are we, we settle, uh, but we are not guilty of. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. exactly what will stand, because otherwise we won't, we won't settle, and then we will just fight you for years. Let's yeah. go. And the EU knows that if they do that, then all their manpower, because their manpower is limited, it will not go to other things. And ultimately, they have to think about the benefit of society and the company acknowledging that is worth less, mm. ultimately, than, uh, it, given that they change their behavior that, and, and putting those, that, this manpower to something else than the other way around. And so this is how even when the, you yeah, accuse you of something, you will never found guilty mm. of the whole statement. It's all, always some bit. And that is the same bit in any legislation that ultimately will altered by lobbyists to say, okay, it's great that you made these uh, hundred rules. We completely and fully understand. We just want to add rule 101. Mm. And that is just a loophole for something that you wrote in law 1200. And then all the effort, all the things is just... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. those rules are not made for, for a lot of people, but only for the people. You always make rules to let people behave in a certain way. And if everyone would act in the, in the best interest of everybody, then you, should, then, you then you don't have to make rules. You make rules because of misuse. Mm. And the same people or the highest probability of the people that are companies that have the highest likelihood of misusing those laws mm. are also the one putting the most effort in to make sure that there's an extra law that defines that their misuse is not really a misuse, but yeah. just an interpretation of the law. And there you go. Yeah. So, but that is like, that is the dynamic. And I think making and, and, and at least giving um, influence to, for example, or paying your employees more will make them more powerful or make them richer, make them more powerful so they can start their own companies and so can compete. And then, long answer but then ultimately if i start a new brand if it's a new big a new tech company or if it's a new fashion company if i have the ability to start it and now elf ed so the louis vuitton uh mohet hennessy company is super big because they acquire constantly same with johnson and johnson in the pharmaceutical uh, industry mm -hmm. If you would just then have enough power, enough people behind you that say, no, okay, I can earn a lot of money by being acquired, but I do think this is the best cause. And I can also mm. look at what I do. I'm not only there for the profit because then my shareholders will say, you are willing to take that offer because that is the dimension in which we look. Mm. And so being acquired is a better option. But if you say, no, I also make, I make money, but I also invest a lot of those things. Let's say the ESG things that you talked about 
more than that company does, then I don't really have an incentive because ultimately I can really compete with it and I can acquire it. Maybe not now, not maybe in five years, but in 15, 20 years, I can. Mm. And so then you can really change. So I think it starts with awareness on one side or it starts really with uh, taking more externalities, you would say, all the things... Uh, so just say a company doesn't operate in a vacuum and it just yes. has influence on the surroundings. I would almost say we need something, I'm, I'm not sure how, how widespread it is, but like a consumenter bond uh, that we have here. I'm not sure how much it's still in use, but it's the idea of it, just as anybody who is unfamiliar is, you have a, a group of consumers that are dedicated to, to, to truth and uh, uh, an objective opinion. How matter no matter that that system is always flawed, right? It's better to have it than to not have it. Um, and they will test, like for example, 10, 20 different toothpaste. They will rate them based on the ingredients, based on their performance, based on their price, and give you like a listing of them and almost give you uh, like their opinion on what is the best brand to inform the consumer of being able to make the best decision. Yeah. And some, some thing like that, and then, of course, I like the idea of ESG. The more I, the more I learn about it, the more I hear it, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's really nice. Alongside that, we'll be able to make the most informed consumer best decisions, best incentive for a company to also make the best product. Yeah, no, sure. And I think that is also a big thing, but it is, and I think it's also super valuable, but um, it's, it's hard to incorporate no, because on the, other, on the other hand, yeah, you have a lot of big marketing that can be spent to say, that's ah, just bullshit. Mm. And maybe it is true that it is just, we use one lesser ingredient, but look how cool we are. And people are just, and that is like the sick thing. And I will also talk a little bit about it, but that companies are also really playing into like the, the basics of human being. They are really influencing your, on the most basic, uh, psychological level so that sometimes although maybe not acting rational or, or mm. maybe you do but sometimes our emotions are stronger than, than mm. our rationale and so if you can really trigger that what some companies are able to do then it really doesn't matter what a rational actor like the consumer bond is saying because ultimately you will act on your instinct on your you, your decisions are not solely based on your rationale no and so if you can trigger all those things that are not then then you will still win as a company to alter the the behavior so no. i agree with that but if you would start with the esg and you would then incorporate all those things as for example manipulative marketing techniques and stuff like that yeah no. then you know wait Maybe I, I act in a, in a sense that is really hard to, to, to change, but I can see that I'm being manipulated. And now I know for sure that it is. Yeah, And then the consumer bond is almost saying, okay, it's not, not, not smart to buy, or this is the best product. And then you can see, ah, and this company is also not having a manipulative uh, marketing, right? And then ultimately um, that can really make a big change. But... It, on the big level, I think this is still valuable to do mm. so, right? I'm not tr I'm trying to argue that it is not good. No, but no, no, if no you but want I hear to... you. It's, it's good to hear the counter-argument of it. To At least you give you an idea. And, and then you almost think there should be differences in marketing laws. Or should yeah. you just banish marketing and advertising altogether? That might be a bit too, too, much of the good, uh, too much of the good. But indeed, there should at least be regulations in place to prevent... Um, yeah, for example... Well, the law already exists, but it's quite loose. Like, uh, I'm not sure what do you call it when you try to defame somebody? Uh, defamation. 
Yeah, defamation indeed. Um, uh, that you cannot talk bad about something. Or yeah. for the example, the yeah. opinion of the, the, the consumer bond. You cannot disprove anything unless you have factual knowledge. You cannot say anything about it. For example, protection laws. Um, or something on, along those lines. Yeah, but I think that's a great suggestion. Um, so I completely agree. I just think that if you, uh, on global stage, want to... Um, ultimately want to, 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 to have the best products for the, con- uh, uh, for the consumer right uh, and I want to have like fair entrepreneurship yeah, it just all starts with transparency just mm. being aware of what companies are doing and then you can make legislation to act upon that and mm. then you can then make the consumer aware right I need to think that or I, I think that is the, the most efficient order to uh, to accomplish that goal and you can also find I think a lot of different other ways but just transparency and first knowing what companies are doing mm-hmm. uh, is just the basis because otherwise you are always sort of um, you are acting but also but always too late and that is exactly what is happening so mm-hmm. a company miss do, does something worse then you see hey, this is not nice so then you react on it you punish it but even in the case that you are able to punish it, then the company has find 10 other ways to do other things yeah. that you don't like. And so what you just have to say first, is, okay, what the hell are we all doing? Then we know what is happening. Then if you are not transparent about it, then we know for sure that we can punish you immediately. Mm. So then we can already attract some money and then say, and you have an incentive to, to be transparent. And the moment you are transparent about things, you will see that companies will already change their behavior, at least in some way, mm. because then it needs to be benefit. Then your, let's say your bad behavior needs to be so beneficial that you are willing to lose your image about that or mm-hmm. about a good image. So, and then you say, okay, now we know what all, what things are do, what, what all companies do. And then you say, okay, what is things that we really dislike? And you just make, like you mm. start to prioritize it. Yeah, and that's yeah. how you build your legislation. And then you say, okay, and now you can make the consumer aware more easily because you already know what they are doing. Then you know what you really dislike. And so this is, uh, let's start with that top to bottom. Great. Great. So, uh, maybe as a, as a last question for you, what are for you, and you can interpret it as you want, uh, what are for you precious items? Precious items, well, I think we start with you, since you're my property. Great. Um, <laughs> what are I would just like to live in that illusion, right? What are precious items to you? Um, yeah, I think mostly things with a sentimental value. Or they need to really help me in my daily daily behavior. I mean, like, I like my clothes because they make sure that I'm not naked and cold, right? <laughs> yeah, but you just said that you also would prefer that. Also true. I Perhaps an inconsistency. Not yeah, you caught me there. However, I think with, with cold and wet weather, I don't, I'm not such a fan of the everybody's naked idea. Especially when I think of old people taking back, back my original, oh, wow. original statement. Wow, Bro, is... everything sags. You don't want to see that. You can give me all you... the dirty looks you want, but it's factualistic. Unless wow. you got a nanny or a wow. granny kink. Wow, wow, wow. Well, let's not elaborate on that. Then we start a new podcast. You got a few gills in your, uh, your scope of vision. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Precise to me. Uh, sentimental items, mostly. I mean... Um, I like I like the things that are closest to me. Um, I like the things that I um, use the most. I think, for example, my headphones. 
I really like my headphones. They're also not exactly super cheap headphones, but I just really like because I'm always using them. And if I lost them, I would be very distressed. In the same sense, I quite like my phone because I use it all the time. I'm really happy to have it. Um, but I don't really place value in arbitrary branding or marketing or whatever. I try to stay away from that as much as possible. For example, I I won't drink a Coca-Cola just because it's Coca-Cola. I will drink a Coke because I like Coke and then I will probably just get the one that I think tastes the best as long as it's not like a, at a ridiculously large price. Um, uh, so that's the idea. And of course there's certain things that aren't necessarily valuable because they have a lot of value. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did. I don't even smell it yet. <laughs> I can see by your by your facial expression that you let out a dump. Uh, couldn't have waited five minutes. Anyway, no comment. Um, for example, I, I my rings aren't really expensive, and I don't use them per se, but they have a lot of meaning to me specifically because uh, I've been wearing them so long. It's the biggest reason, and they just. Uh, a part almost, of you. yeah, almost really, almost feel like a part of me. And I mean, I can take them off, and it's fine. I don't feel like I'm. No, no, you are the Lord of the Ring. I already told you that. Rings, um, sure. I have multiple. <laughs> Two. To be precise. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think that is that is what makes them precious to me. How about you? Do you have any uh, different stance? Um. Yes, no, I don't wear a ring, so in that sense, yes, I do have a different stance. Mm -hmm. Lord of the naked. Yes, yes, yes. But I didn't say that I like a society, so so I'm not... No, you uh, just don't like society in general, you mean? Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, do I... Yeah, so... Yeah, I didn't expect this question, so... Uh, really, I have to... <laughs> 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 oh, great yeah no, it's, uh, but I like I like the spon spon spontaneity um, no I um, do indeed value also my, my, my earphones but that is also due to the fact that I call a lot and I really love music so mm. I constantly listen to music um, so yeah uh, yeah so therefore I, I'm also really uh, attached to that my phone as well um, couldn't record this podcast without, right? So, mm. no, but I, I need to use it. Uh, I don't have any social media, right? So, therefore, I don't use it. But to write notes, so I, I must say that I think what, what what I do the most on my phone is indeed writing or reading. Mm. So, yeah, in that sense, it's like a digital book. Is it, yeah, it's yeah. a gateway to information. So, but that are more, maybe more the trivial things. What I as well really like, um, or most precious items, I would say are just the, the items that have some valuable, um, uh, some emotional value, right? Yeah, sentimental. So, yeah, sentimental value. So, so some, some, some things as, as, a, as an art piece, let's just say it like that. And uh, before, before someone robs me, right? Uh, <laughs> and then I also lost my emotions. Do not lock this in his room. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. I switched with, uh, with the Rijksmuseum, but... Mm. Uh, they're still mad about it because I'm like two months overdue or something like it. But I told them, <laughs> yeah, I told them, I mean, if you cannot uh, get it, mm. if you're not, can yeah, right. If you're, if you're not strong enough to, to take it from me, then you're also not capable enough to really defend it. So mm. in that sense, I think at least it's like, 
um, some sort of societal. Uh, exactly, yeah. it's unreasonable to expect you to try to 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 carry it to them. You know how big it is, right? Like it should be upon them. But don't underestimate underestimate my strength, right? That is true. I'm very sorry. No, no, no problem. Please no forgive problem. me. No, I'm just uh, I'm there to uh, point it out, right? Thank no, you. so uh, indeed that, but maybe that is also right. Quite trivial, I would say. Other precious items, um, yeah, I. And that is also, I was just also curious how you would answer the question more than, than that I have a precise answer to it. But for me, indeed, it is not about the, that I have indeed an expensive something, right? Mm. Um, or at least the value for me in that item is not because it is expensive. Agree. Uh, also that it could be, but mm. that is not the point. The point is that it is indeed, and I think yeah, you, you touched upon the same point, that it is... Uh, you like your clothes, you like your rings, not because they are per se for valuable, but it is just they are valuable for you because um, you have uh, attached some value to it, mm. which is which is like the definition of, of sentimental, right? Um, so it's just that that the, the stories. So for me, the, the 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 items that have a story behind it, those are for me the most precious items. Um, yeah. yeah. So. Right. So maybe um, wrap a ribbon on, or wrap a ribbon on it. Yeah, sure. Great. Uh, you will do the uh, the honor. The honor is yours. Thank you very much. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody who's listening. Um, we hope that we gave you some insights in fashion, or you can give me some fashion tips because I'm looking to expand my wardrobe. Um, He's not out of the closet yet. <laughs> nice one. Uh, thank you for your time. We hope you enjoy. Stay curious. Any uh, last notes? Yeah, we will see you next time. And let us know maybe in the comments what you think. Do you value fashion? Do you have passion for fashion? Please let us know. Bye. See ya.